Quoth the Raven, Nevermore. Now, I was not very good at high school poetry, but what I did remember from my slight time being there was the fact that I think what Edgar Allan Poe was hinting at in his poem, The Raven, is that nevermore does uh, Lamar Jackson want to be a part of that football team. Now, I will be breaking down the whole drama with this kind of stuff. What do I think about Lamar? What do I think about the organization? Where do I think the teams are going forward? After that, I want to talk about where he could go. I have two teams that I think could be opportunities. One of them I could work, but I don't think sh they should do it. And then the second one, I think, is probably the best fit for Lamar. After that, is the Belichick era done? I'll explain my thoughts on that in part two. Let's get into today's episode. All right, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Max Sports. Once again, football content coming at you Monday through Friday. Now, this will be the Monday episode. I know it is coming out late. Don't worry. Tuesday episode will probably be coming out a few hours later. So we've had some technical difficulties. And while there's not really an excuse for that, I just want to inform you guys. Speaking of that, though, we also have a Facebook fan page now, something I was hoping to announce a little bit sooner, but we finally got it done. I know, pat me on the back. Now, it is a place, and I will be putting the link of it um, in this episode, if you're just listening for some people, or I will also be putting it on my Spotify slash Anchor slash Spotify for Podcaster uh, bio. So if you want to participate in questions moving forward, um, leave comments on it. I feel like it's a little bit easier of a platform for you guys to do instead of making a Spotify Podcaster account. Everyone's got Facebook. It's pretty much ingrained into your brain by now. So I will be making that for fans. If you want to comment with each other, we'll do discussions on there. I'd love to do mailbag segments, all sorts of amazing stuff for you guys. So I've created that and I've posted on it a couple times. I will be putting the link to that in this episode. And again, I will be putting it on the bio of the show. With that being said, let's get into today's episode. Now, we talked about Lamar. He had come out with a tweet today. Um, I could read the whole thing to you guys word for word, but I'm going to just decipher what I'm seeing, and then we'll just kind of share what we think about it. So to start things off, he's talking about thanking the, uh, I'm sorry, the Falcons, the Ravens. He wants to thank for all the support constantly shown towards him. He's amazing. He just wants to find a team that values um, his, his or well, meets his value and, and sees his value. Now, I think that they do see his value, but I don't think he sees his value. Continuing, though. Um, they know, he says, I love the game of football. and My dream is to win the Super Bowl. You are all great, but I had to make a business decision that was best for my family and I, no matter how far I go, where my career takes me, I'll continue to uh, be close to my fans, Baltimore Flock Nation, and the entire state of Maryland. You'll see me again. Well, maybe it'll be seen with a different team because it doesn't appear with that kind of tweet that he is going to be coming back to the Ravens anytime soon. I think he's done. I don't think he's going to be coming back to the Ravens. I, yeah, I think he's out. And that's not something I would have thought uh, just a couple weeks ago. I mean, even himself, he said he, he requested a trade March 2nd. Now, I do have some criticisms for multiple people. One, Lamar, and he's not the only—he's not the only guilty one. So let's not just like throw Lamar under the bus and be like, "Oh, what an idiot!" Okay, 
any player would want to get their money's worth. I understand that. There's people all the time that miss out on big deals, big contracts. You don't want to be that person. Especially with the injury concerns over the last couple of years, I understand why he wants to get guaranteed money. I know why he wants it. Now, the thing with Lamar Jackson, though, is how much he wants, how he wants it structured. He wants the Deshaun Watson deal. The Deshaun Watson deal, I'd be shocked if anything like it happens again for at least another season or two. Now, the Cleveland Browns might have been dumb enough to do this, but they gave a fully guaranteed contract to a man that missed a whole season due to a suspension for we all know what it is with him in massage parlors now. For you don't you you can Google that. Don't need to explain it to you all now. Not a great look for Deshaun Watson there. Um has missed time due to injuries off of two torn ACLs, one in college, one in the pros, his rookie year. And they thought that was okay to throw $240 million guaranteed his way. Idiotic, if you ask me. I think this has also set up the market for quarterbacks to be ridiculous. I mean, the NFL is really, NBA has guaranteed money, and you see how bad that falls apart because once they get their money, they kind of do whatever they want. And now I'm not saying, you know, I'm not against the player empowerment, but I also think that how are you as an organization ever supposed to build a team if as soon as you pay someone, they immediately want trades, they want to sit out, they want to do contract disputes, even though they already have the contract that they signed. It's it's idiotic. It doesn't make sense. And I think it's really hurt the product of basketball over the last couple of years where 15 trades happen every year. Yeah, it's fun when the news drops, but after a while, there's probably still people that think Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are Brooklyn the Nets. And that's not how that should work in the NFL, especially when there's more pieces to it. You can't be losing pieces like this every other year due to the fact that players are just going to sit out for contract disputes. I hate to say it, guys, but at the end of the day, there's seven rounds of the NFL draft, and there's players that never even get drafted that make make the best of an opportunity. There will be people to replace you. If Deshaun Watson didn't take that deal and wanted to sit out for more, nobody would would lose sleep over Deshaun Watson never touching a football again. You think the league is going, what are we going to do without Brady? No, there's already like five superstar quarterbacks to take the reins of like the next face of the NFL. So nobody's worried about it. And again, if Lamar, not trying to be mean, but if Lamar sat out a whole season in the NFL football, would that be any different than his last two seasons? Here are my concerns with Lamar Jackson here. First off, he doesn't have an agent. I'm sorry, but when you play with some of the most rich and powerful people in the world, you have to play by their game. You're the one eating out of their hands, unfortunately. There's things that we all do. I'm saying this to every listener here. There are things that we've had to do at jobs that you don't necessarily like, but you do them anyway, or you might see a different you know, point of view, but you have to do it anyway because your boss is telling you to do it and they sign your paycheck. And you can quit and you can leave, but at the end of the day, they're not, they're not going to be sad about it. That's the same thing with it. This happens at the NFL, too. The thing with it about not having an agent, too, is if he had one, he would be able to, you know, say lay down the law where what he wants. He get an agent to do all of his contract disputes. He can pretty much say, I want this deal fully guaranteed this long, and these are the teams I will go to if I do not get that. You could do that. That that simplifies it pretty quick. Look how fast Derek Carr got moved, and now I know he got released, not traded, but he got his stuff going. 
Aaron Rodgers, the only thing we can get that'd be a whole a whole segment we could do that fill up some time too. Probably not today. Maybe that'll be my uh, second episode for the day. But bottom line too, when it comes to Lamar Jackson, he's asking for too much. I said with the the guaranteed deals. Look at some of the recent quarterback trades and deals that have fallen off a cliff. Russell Wilson gets traded for having a down year, broke his finger, missed some time, and goes to Denver, takes this huge extension, and does not play well. Deshaun Watson traded from Houston to Cleveland, misses most of the season due to off-field issues, comes back, looks like someone I've never seen before. Like he, Deshaun Watson is not what he was two and a half years ago. Now, maybe he just needs to get rid of the rust from not playing a while, but Deshaun Watson did not look good last year. He's not a guy I would want to give the only guaranteed contract in NFL history to. So, yeah, it's not looking good with those trades. And if I'm a team like the Ravens, I look at my own quarterback who, I'm sorry, friends, I know people keep saying he's a former MVP. Peyton Manning's a former MVP. Brett Favre is a former MVP. Cam Newton is a former MVP. Think of in the time it's been since Lamar Jackson won the MVP. Cam Newton was still a starter in this league. He was still a Carolina Panther. Then he leaves, joins the Patriots, falls off a cliff. He never looks the same again. Look at those years of Cam Newton. And I'm not saying it's the same and the same, but when I look at a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, he is more athlete than he is a passer right now. And unless he develops into more of a passer, he's as soon as that athleticism starts wearing off, he's never going to be the same quarterback again. Look at Cam Newton. Now, Lamar avoids more hits. He's more of a shifty guy where Cam Newton was a dual threat that would just try and run over people. But I'm looking at that, and I'm seeing you know what happened with Cam Newton's shoulder after a while. It looked like he couldn't throw the ball correctly. I would worry investing long-term in a guy like this. And that's not a character concern. That That is how the offense is run. That's how he plays the game. And you've been able to win with that, but will you be able to moving forward? That is the big question. So I'm not necessarily sure what to believe when it comes to what's going to be happening with Lamar. Like, where is he going to go? What's the timeline on it? Honestly, I hate to say it, but I think it's he'll probably be a Raven after the NFL draft. I don't think that a team's going to give up the picks for him and sign him to a deal. I think moving into our next discussion today, I think there's a couple teams that I like that could could make the moves. I didn't hear interested. I mean, we, we can even talk about that. Think of some of the teams that need quarterbacks. My biggest one for me is Atlanta. They have that run first system with Arthur Smith, their head coach, and they haven't really done anything in three years now with him as the head coach. He was hired the same year as – other names like Robert Sala, who's really turned around the defense of the Jets, uh, Dan Campbell, you know, like they. There's been some better coaches than uh, what Arthur Smith's been able to do in Atlanta. And the thing that worries me about that is they have an opportunity. They have the resources. They had all of the cap room this year to get a guy like Lamar Jackson. And in the run-based offense that Arthur Smith ran at Tennessee, now in Atlanta. And so you have the best running quarterback with the best running team. He's got some decent weapons and Kyle Pitts and all of the cap room to build around. And Atlanta wasn't interested at all. They're going to start a third round pick in Desmond Ritter over 
Lamar? Huh? They don't value the contract. Arthur Smith is probably pl- like coaching for his job next year. If they don't at least get a winning record. Uh, sorry, a rebuild doesn't take that long in the NFL. They need to win this year. And they're betting on Desmond Ritter over the former MVP, Lamar. So I think the the demand for him is not as big as he thinks. And so you're not playing by their rules. You oversee your value. I could imagine myself as the greatest podcaster in the world, but I'm not going to be upset when I go, hey, Spotify, why aren't you going to give me the same deal you gave Joe Rogan? Because it's idiotic. We might do the same thing, but if there's not a demand for me, there's going to be no one throwing that bag on there. And yes, there might be some people that get that bag that don't necessarily deserve it, like Deshaun Watson. But you know what none of the other NFL teams are doing right now? Saying, wow, what Cleveland did is genius. Let's copy them and do what they did and give all all of our quarterbacks guaranteed money. Mahomes doesn't have guaranteed money. Josh Allen doesn't have guaranteed money. Justin Herbert, Tua, Joe Burrow, none of them. Jalen Hurts, Dak Prescott, none of them have guaranteed money. And everyone that I just named right there has had better seasons than Lamar in the last two seasons. Jared Goff, like Justin Fields, like these are Derek Carr. These are not people that like go that are all pro quarterbacks here. Ryan Tannehill, they have had better seasons than Lamar due to the fact that he can't stay on the field. And if he can't stay on the field, how valuable is he eating up all of your cap room? So he's overvaluing himself. He doesn't want to play by the rules. He, you know, he's being just stubborn. And overall, I think it's a mess. So let's stop the rambling. I know I've kind of been going on for a bit, and I know I've circled a couple times. Let's go into places where I think would be destinations for him, and then we'll get into the Belichick talk in our third segment today. Quick thing to share, a little bit of achievement that I'd like to share with you guys is that we are only 11 unique listeners away from 100 total unique listeners. That is just mind-blowing to me. I thank every one of you who have taken time to listen to this show. It really just brings a light into my life that I look forward to every single day when it comes to creating cool content for you guys. So I thank you guys. If we can get to 100, that would be absolutely groundbreaking. In just a, like a couple months of me doing this, it means the world to me. So I thank you uh, and can't thank you guys enough. With that being said, let's get into part two today. Where will Lamar go? Well, as of right now, it is really dull and dim to to know and guess where he could be. I have come up with two teams, one that I think is probably the best fit, one that I think could fit if they were dumb enough to do it. And um, will he sit out? That is the, the other one. So I think he could go three routes. I think the best fit that makes sense for them right now would be the Washington Commanders, a team that has pretty much lacked identity despite having like three rebrands in three years. The Washington Redskin Commander football team, all of the teams, yeah. Um, They really haven't had an identity since RG3 in 2012, 2013, when they had a really good run with him. They really haven't been able to be anything else since then. I hope that 
maybe this would be a great addition to their team. They pretty much have a solid piece everywhere. Their offensive line is okay. It's not amazing. They have a good defensive line, good secondary. I love their offensive weapons with Terry McLaurin and Jahan Dotson. They have a young running running back, a good run game. They're really missing a quarterback, though. Getting someone like Lamar Jackson, if the the price the, the price is right, obviously, I think he would be a great fit for the commanders. They have the assets. They would have the cap room if they could work some deals around. I think Washington is probably the best fit. The second team I would share is probably the Indianapolis Colts. I had seen a lot of people talking about Lamar to Indy. The only reason why I don't like that is that they are primed to be able to take one of the top prospects this year. They have the fourth overall pick, and the Cardinals aren't going to pick a quarterback. So they're probably going to be able to get one of the top four prospects pretty easily without even having to trade. So why take Lamar for a third of the price? You get a quarterback that could be as durable as him, at least, and play the same amount of games. And you have the good defense. You have Shaq Leonard. You have a good offense. I think their offensive line is a little more overrated than it used to be because some of their better names, like Quentin Nelson, haven't really been as good as they have been in previous years. Jonathan Taylor had a down year. But again, a new regime, new coaching staff, maybe a new quarterback. It would be a good look for the Colts. Now, I think the most likely one is going to be Washington if this even happens. The third option would be the Le'Veon Bell. I'm going to sit out until I get a deal. Now, the only thing that you worry about when it comes to Lamar, when it comes to sitting out, he's already done it a lot. He hasn't been able to play a lot in the last couple of years. So having him sit out a ton, again, for a third straight year, he's just digging himself a bigger grave. Now, I know it sucks, but not being able to prove yourself on the field is the reason why you don't have money right now. The reason why you don't have that deal. So you need to get on a team. You need to prove yourself. If Lamar starts sitting out going into next year, good luck trying to ever find the money that you're asking for. Again why you need an agent. Sometimes you need to play the game the way it's designed. So this is what worries me about Lamar, my friends, is the fact that if he doesn't find a way to negotiate and get what he wants, I know he wants the the Deshaun Watson deal. And again, I know I keep saying that, but it's the fully guaranteed contract. No one else in the NFL has it. Name your favorite star. They don't have it. Sometimes it's incentive-based. Sometimes it's... um, you know, they have abilities to opt out of deals or cut players without having to owe them money. He wants the fully, you know, the fully guaranteed deal. So if he played 10 games and rolls his ankle and misses the rest of the season, he's fine. That's what he's done the last two years. And I don't want to give a guy $60 million to only play 10 games. So it's a, it's a weird situation with Lamar. Again, I don't think I think he believes he has all of the chips. He has none of them because all he could do is sit out. And again, sitting out would be your third straight season. You've missed almost 10 games if you do sit out. And then no team will have you ready for training camp and getting you under, you know, the playbook, the new roster, their cap moves. He needs to get dealt before the draft or right after the draft. And as of right now, as of today. 
I don't see that being the case. So if I'm Lamar Jackson, I'm starting to worry. I know he doesn't apparently seem to. I'm starting to question how bright this guy really is sometimes. Amazing talent, great athlete, solid football player, but like you need to get the new deal then. Like you you don't sit around every year that you're in the NFL is another year that you could be out. And what I mean by that is Torn ACL, you're never the same player. You don't have the same burst. Ezekiel Elliott, just a few years ago, was the greatest running back in the NFL. He led the league in rushing twice. And now he's not on a team. Lamar doesn't have three years where he just kind of plays, gets hurt, kind of plays, gets hurt, and then sits out for a contract and then gets all of the money. Ezekiel Elliott's probably going to take a veteran minimum. Now, I know it's different positions different players but what i'm saying is he's not even going to get a a top five contract if he keeps making moves like this so washington i think is his best fit and his best look and the reason why i'd like that i think it's the most talented division right now with the eagles the cowboys always have talent and the giants are a solid football team they could maybe jump the giants with a quarterback like lamar but Outside of that, Washington is not going to be winning divisions as long as they have, you know, Sam Howell, unless Sam Howell comes out and secretly has like a howitzer for an arm. So I'm still worried about Washington. I'm still worried about Lamar. I don't know what either team is going to be, either party is going to be doing. I don't know what the Ravens are going to be doing because if they move on from Lamar, they'd probably like to believe that they have a championship contending team. All they need is a quarterback, knowing that they've made the playoffs two of the last three seasons. I think they probably believe themselves as a playoff contender unless they want to rebuild, knowing, knowing that they're losing Lamar. But they don't really have that next guy up unless they really consider Tyler Huntley, which I don't trust imitation Lamar. So that being said, we have a lot to I, – I don't feel like I can really speak on the effort of Lamar or I can really speak on him as a person. I'm not qualified to do that. I don't know him. What I do know is that what he is asking for is ridiculous. It doesn't fit the market. It doesn't make sense. And you're playing with the most stubborn league out of them all. The NBA might put up with that crap, but I know that the NFL doesn't. So we'll see about Lamar. And I'll try and keep you updated and kind of see how my thoughts change as it goes. So on to our final segment of the day. Is the Bill... Belichick era over coming into this season. The Patriots are, you know, facing the longest Super Bowl odds of the Belichick era. And when it came to their league meetings, this is what he had for his message of optimism. Pretty much look at my last 25 years and you'll see that we're still fine. Now, this was kind of him flexing his muscles, kind of just tapping the desk with all of his championship rings on. Here is my cause for concern. There are lots of examples of coaches kind of getting high off their own fumes and really not being that good after established success. I am not ripping Belichick because he is the greatest coach in my lifetime. And that is a fact. There is nothing that will debate that. But in three of the last four seasons, he really hasn't been that good. He had the last Brady team that choked in the wild card round. Then he had the Cam Newton team that didn't even make the postseason. 
Now, COVID year was weird. He bounces back with an 11-win season last year, but the Patriots kind of stumbled out of the division lead, then got beheaded by the now big brother, Bulls. Bulls. Bills. A lot of Bs there. But they got beheaded by Buffalo. And now this last season where they missed the playoffs, it's not looking good for the Patriots. They're no longer the top dog in their division. You could argue that every other team in their division is trending higher than they are right now. I don't necessarily see them ever not only winning the division, but winning the Super Bowl in the Belichick era again. Now, this might be a bold take. Who knows? Here is what I think will happen, and then I will give you an example. Belichick is only, I believe, 18 wins from the high, from, from the most of all time. Yes, 18 wins away from tying Don Shula on the all-time coaching wins list. That gives him maybe one, two, three years at most. Then he's the all-time winner when it comes to coaches. I think he does this mainly due to the fact that then he has one of the greatest coaching resumes of all time. He's got rings. He's got the records. He's got the dynasty that we might never see again. However, though, I don't think this will necessarily mean playoff success or Super Bowl success. To start things off, they don't have a franchise QB. Now, Mac Jones had a good rookie season, but... After losing their offensive coordinator to Vegas to be their head coach and Josh McDaniels, they decide to hire two failed bimbos, one in Matt Patricia and one in Joe Judge. The best thing that they would be doing is like playing like stereotypical like New Yorkers in some random like, I don't know, mobster movie. Like, hey, get out of here. Like Joe Judge was trying way too hard to be the tough guy in in New York when he was the Giants head coach. And then Patricia is, you know, the big guy. He he kind of just reminds me of one of, like, the burglars from, like, Home Alone. He's just a goofball where he doesn't realize his flaws but is calling people out on theirs. Absolute loser mentality. Neither of them were offensive coordinators or offensive coaches. One was a special teams coach and one was a defensive coordinator. And then Patricia decides to make both of them partial offensive play callers. That is, I'm getting high off of my own fumes kind of move right there. Belichick had the, had the opportunity to bring in a young mind, maybe a new, you know, disciple of his to take the reins when Belichick moves on. He decides to bring back his own fishing buddies that failed at their own head coaching jobs. Nobody was going to hire Matt Patricia and Joe Judge to be assistant coaches. And when your coaching tree is no longer being plucked from, that means other organizations don't value what you do. The Patriot way has been tried and tried and tried so many times with other organizations. So many other teams tried to skim the Patriots and do exactly what they did. The Chiefs did. The Lions did. The Raiders, I think, are doing it now. There's been so many teams. The Giants did. There's so many of them that have tried to do the Patriot way. And it doesn't work. But look at it now. Nobody wants their offensive coordinators. I don't even know their defensive coordinator. Nobody wants them. None of them. Patricia isn't getting a head coaching job. Joe Judge isn't even going to get an interview. These are bums. 
So Patriot fans, I'm not trying to be mean to you. I'm trying to tell you now, it's doomsday for you guys. And that's the nicest way I'll say it. I've seen this with my own sports teams at times, whether it's college football, baseball, basketball. I'm looking at this as a guy that's already got one foot out the door. He just wants to get his champ or get the most wins in in all time, get the most wins all time. Then he's probably out the door. I don't think that he has the talent. I don't think he has the patience. And I don't think he really cares as much. And now that's that's a hard line to, to really drop on a guy who's probably one of the greatest of all time. But I give you an example right now. Greg Popovich. For those who don't know, he's probably the Bill Belichick of the NBA. He's won several championships with the San Antonio Spurs, making several all-time teams that will be remembered for decades. The San Antonio Spurs haven't done anything in seven years almost. Winning championships, even going to the finals, they haven't done anything. They have no talent, and right now, I believe they're the worst team in their conference, if not second worst. Bottom line is, they are, for you football fans out there, they were Chicago Bears this year. Irrelevant. And Popovich is still there, and he's still passing random, you know, accomplishments. But he's old, he's bitter, he does it his way. There's no young talent coming from the team. There's no young mind. He's hiring his own buddies and uh, Tim Duncan, former players, to be his assistant coaches. There's no young mind. There's no next one up. And he's just sitting there. And the whole team is rotting. I don't think Greg Popovich is going to sit through another rebuild to try and compete with the Spurs again. But nobody in the NBA is hiring someone from the Spurs coaching system. That is the Patriots now, my friends. Belichick is more of a name than he is uh, an actual, he's more of a brand doing subway commercials like I've seen him do than, than he is a real competitor right now. And I'm not saying that they won't still be a good team. I still think they'll probably be a 500 team for the next couple of years, maybe sneak a wild card win in. They obviously know how to win, but he doesn't, he's never been great at drafting. He's never been great at, you know, I don't know. It hasn't been pretty since Brady left. And it's not, oh, Belichick's just a bum. You can't get what what Kraft, Belichick, and Brady did without all three of them being elite. Okay? But since Brady has moved on, he hasn't been able to find his true franchise quarterback. The assistants are not to the level of previous ones. And... I just I just worry for the Patriots' future, and I don't worry. I mean, boo-hoo, I'm so sad. I saw them in Super Bowls for half my lifetime for a while. They can rot for a bit. But <laughs> I do think that Patriot fans would be ridiculous to believe that they are going to be Super Bowl contenders anytime for se- several years. I know you have Belichick, but nothing says that I'm past my prime than look at what I've done before. Yes, you have a great resume. Look at the last 25 years. Do you realize that nobody in the NFL, even 10 years ago, is still relevant? Nobody. So you're talking about players that are in their 40s and 50s now. Look at my look at me 25 years ago. You realize his players from that time are now coaches and have outcoached him in playoff games. Mike Vaprol was on his team, and then outcoached him in a wild card game. So, time's passing him by. 
The system that was killer for the Patriots for so many years is now archaic. They don't have weapons. They just lost their best one in Jacoby Myers. Mac Jones has fallen off a cliff production-wise. I believe they brought Bill O'Brien back to be their offensive play caller. I sadly think that that is an upgrade, but I don't think it's by much. I don't see how they are not bottom feeders in the next upcoming season. They have good players. They don't have elite players. They have a good system. They don't have a great system. And the name is better than what the product truly is nowadays. So I I think it's going to be just kind of mediocre 500 seasons until he retires. Maybe a playoff run in there where they go to like the divisional round or something. That is the ceiling. And maybe I'm wrong. Tell me about it in fa- on the Facebook comment page, but I don't believe it. I think Belichick is done. And I don't think he'll be fired. I'm not saying that. I'm not that dumb. But I'm trying to teach you guys to be better football fans, smarter football fans. It's easy to fall under big names that we all know and love. But again, you don't want Peyton Manning at 48 years old being your starting quarterback in the NFL. He's a name. Doesn't mean he's always still going to be the best. New philosophies come in. New blood comes in. And what they're doing at New England, they're not bringing in any new ideas. They're not bringing in any new, you know, fresh names. It's all has-beens. Bill O'Brien is probably not going to get a head coaching job again. Matt Patricia, Joe Judge. If Josh McDaniels flames out and returns to Patriot to the to New England with his tail between his legs, he's not getting a head coaching job again. He's already failed twice if it happens. So they don't have that that hunger for it anymore. I'll say it that way. So with all that being said, again. Take a look at the Facebook fan page. Tell me your thoughts on our comments. You can add your own opinions into it. I did make a post sharing what is your favorite football team and why. That could be college. That could be pros. I would love to know because then I know what kind of teams you guys like hearing. So if you want, you know, if you're like, Max, you never talk about the the Houston Texans. Why don't you talk about my team? Well, first I would say they actually need to win more than four games in a season. Then I will talk about them more. But it also is good to know where my fans are coming from. So with that being said, I know that that's like my go-to line. With that being said, we are done with today's episode. That is Monday. Tuesday's episode is coming out probably in the next three to four hours. So again, technical difficulties got us today, but we only can move on. So thank you all for giving me a listen. Have a great rest of your day.